Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Raw starting with Cody Rhodes arriving at the building. He was just so happy, and I thought that was nice. We also had this amazing, like, cartoon graphic, because he was going to be taking on Shinsuke Nakamura in the main event. I don't know whether this ties into the fact that head of production Kevin Dunn left recently, but WWE has started to do all these new things. I like it. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to Ups and Downs, the only wrestling review show you need. Unless you don't like me, and you don't like positivity. And these things are totally fine. Just leave a comment calling me a bald goober, and we can move on to whatever is next. But for now, let's up those downs. Speaking of this production too, when Raw started properly, Drew McIntyre was just in the ring. That's right, no over-the-top entrance. He had a microphone, and he was ready to go. He was also pissed off because he should have defeated Seth Rollins last week, but he got overzealous, and when he overhooked the leg, it landed on the ropes, and the ref had to go, <laughs> I know you technically do have this match one, Drew. Very sadly, I can't give it to you. You're done. He's also mad at Damian Priest for screwing him over, and he was mad at Cody Rhodes for being a secret general manager, and he just doesn't like CM Punk. I was like, man, he hates everyone. It also tied into this idea that maybe McIntyre has to leave WWE for a little while, because look, that's what CM Punk did. He wasn't here for almost a decade, and then he's come back as a hero. So maybe Drew shall exit stage left, and when he just returned, he can get some cheers too. Damn right. Sadly, though, I think he forgot what the wrestling rules were because he had said CM Punk's name one too many times. So out came CM Punk. As we were in Portland, he called it Roddy Piper Country too. That's why he was disappointed in Drew. Why aren't you wearing a kilt? Also, you know, Roddy Piper was a promo guy. I'm a promo guy. But ever since I did come back to WWE Drew, all you do is bitch, whine, and talk. I mean, that kind of is 50% of all wrestling is. But look, if you want to say something to my face, you can... That's when CM Punk literally went and chilled on the top rope. He told McIntyre to have at it. Drew certainly took this opportunity as well, because this Scottish warrior went off. Because he congratulated Punk for being back a month, because this was way longer than he expected, to the point a bunch of the people in the back have been making bets on when CM will eventually implode. I was just watching this laughing. So many people are just being like, CM Punk, you're a goober. You just know eventually he's going to come back. He also accused Punk of being nothing but an attention seeker. And look, if we go back in the day, Drew McIntyre was there for round one of CM Punk, a dude who used to walk in the locker room and say, Way, I'm the locker room leader. The irony is, is that at that point, McIntyre was desperate for some help. He was desperate for a teacher. And what did CM Punk do? Absolutely nothing, because CM Punk was threatened by one Drew McIntyre. Here we go. He also referred to Punk as a demon and a self-centered succubus. I was like, man, we're getting into this. And if we're talking about 2024, there's only one leader that WWE does need. 
And that's Lewis McIntyre. Punk then debated this and he was like, listen, as a leader, I led by example. And because you keep mentioning my straight edge side, why don't you join the straight edge society and we'll shave your head right now? I was like, Drew, you should do it. It's great. He also compared their journey because he was like, listen, Drew, if I hadn't have done what I did do in 2014, when your ass got kicked out of the company, maybe you wouldn't have made your grand return. And let's not forget, you were tremendous at that. I mean, it ended with you main eventing WrestleMania. Punk then made it clear that while he can be a nice guy, he can also be the devil himself. And that's why he is going to win the Raw Rumble and turn himself into this demon. I was so excited because once again, you can see that he's ready to cook. Give him some eggs. Drew then shrugged his shoulders. He was like, big deal. So what? I've already achieved all of that. And let's not forget, when I became the world champion, it was in the middle of a pandemic. So I wasn't just doing it for me. I was doing it for every single fan out there. But if we're talking about right here, right now, screw those guys. I am going to do it for me. He then accused Punk of running away when times got tough, which is when CM was like, listen, pal, I'm going to get out the ring right now. Otherwise, I'm going to punch you right in the face. Before he did that, though, he reminded McIntyre that Drew ain't winning the Rumble. Seth Rollins ain't winning the Rumble. And I tell you what, Cody Rhodes isn't winning the Rumble, which was a very interesting line. But I've already told you, the person CM Punk thinks is going to win is CM Punk. Obviously. He always had such a good line because he was like, because I am such a happy chap, I'm going to throw you out last, Drew. I was like, I really hope this is like Commando and he's lying. This was just great stuff though and I have no idea what it means for the future. But now, yes, I want to see Drew McIntyre versus CM Punk. And even if we don't pull the trigger for like six more months, that's okay because I can be reminded of this January confrontation. This was just good wrestling television. Getting it out. When Raw got into its usual routine, because here came the judgment day. And good. I love it. This is when we got yet even more new production stuff because Finn Balor was going to be taken on Tommaso Ciampa. So as Ciampa was walking to the ring, he cut a promo and essentially said 2024 DIY are going to win the tag team titles. If you kind of smell the air, I think they may do that at WrestleMania. Otherwise, it was Finn Balor versus Tommaso Ciampa. Of course, this was really good. You'd have to go to some strange universe where it would be bad. I suppose the only shame is that it didn't go longer, but always leave your audience wanting more. And when Balor was going for the Coupe de Gras, Tommaso turned it into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. The surprise roll-up didn't work. He then tried to go for his finish instead, but this is when Damian Priest was casting distraction. And because Johnny Gargano was out there, he was casting distraction too. <laughs> when Damian was like, man, I'm done with this. I'm going to throw you all through Alan the announce table. That didn't work because DIY helped each other out. But when Ciampa went to get back in the ring, Finn Balor booted the ropes, so he essentially hit Tommaso right in the balls. So you would imagine, oh man, that's how Finn Balor is going to win. But he didn't. Because instead he went for a suplex and Johnny was like, well, I'm done with all these shenanigans. He grabbed Balor's foot, he fell down, and Champa just pinned him. I was looking around going, wait, did that happen? And where am I? Finn also sold this like his lunch money had been stolen. But I thought this was really enjoyable and a great way to kind of get DIY over in the sense like, listen, man, we're good guys, but we'll do whatever it takes. That was a cool finish. Giving it up. Jackie Redman was then interviewing Becky Lynch and she was like, Becky, how do you feel about the fact you lost to Nia last week? I was like, why did it take you seven days to ask this? Understandable, Becky was sad, but at the same time, she knew that if she got punched in the face, all her bones would break. But actually, look, here we are a week later, and she's still good to go. It also means she now is going to enter the Royal Rumble, and let's not forget the last time she did this, she wound up main eventing WrestleMania. Therefore, this isn't the end, but it's just the beginning. This is why you can have Becky Lynch lose, because all you need to do is give her a microphone, and in about two minutes, she will get herself back over. I kind of feel like she could win the Royal Rumble as well. So 
we will wait and see. When we got a mad payoff. Because last week Giovanni Vinci was knocked out for real and thankfully it sounds like he is going to be okay. Which is when I presume WWE management sat down and they were like, well, how can we take advantage of this? And the answer to that was Ludwig Kaiser versus Kofi Kingston in a somewhat grudge match. But Ludwig was so mad about what happened to his tag team partner, he basically tried to kill Kofi. Oodalali. I mean, Kofi did fight back at one point, but when he went for a dive and totally missed, he got hurled into Barry Barricade. And this got so out of control that Barry was being used again, as was Rita the Ring Post. Very sadly, my Rita the Ring Post rabbit still hasn't arrived, so we stick with the Care Bear. Look how upset he is. He loves Rita. This got so out of control, though, that both guys got counted out when Kaiser took his thumb, rammed it into Kofi Kingston's eye socket when he hung him up over the symbol still steps and he just smashed his face into these. I was like, oh my gosh, he's dead. Officials are also begging him to stop and he cut a promo in the back afterwards where he was like, you took Giovanni Vinci's head, Kofi Kingston, so now I've taken yours. <laughs> it's a James Bond villain. We also had to help Kofi out of there, so this is absolutely getting it up once again. What a way to deal with something that happened in real life that you weren't expecting and now... We got a damn blood feud. I mean, sure, it was a little weird that Jay Uso didn't come out to help, but I guess he wants to move on to bigger things when Michael Cole interviewed Nia Jax. Now, he acted like last week's result was a massive shock, so Nia was like, uh, excuse me, Michael, it wasn't a shock to me, and if you say that again, I'll break your face. She's also going to win the Royal Rumble, which means soon she will be taking on Rhea Ripley or Io Sky. <laughs> she said Rhea's name one time too many. So it was another wrestler that totally forgot about the rules. Out came Mammy. Now she took offense to the fact that Jax was being so confident because do you remember last year, Mrs. Naya? Who threw you out of the damn thing? Oh, that's right. It was me, Rhea Ripley. So I really do enjoy these constant callbacks as it rewards me for being a fan. <laughs> when Rhea was also like, oh, big whoop. You beat Becky Lynch, but I tell you who can't beat? Me. I mean, who else was she going to say? Repo Man? No. Naya then did give her some credit for the dominance she's had ever since she became the champion. But when she returned to TV, she dropped Rhea Ripley. So now she is going to win the Royal Rumble. And she's already chosen her prey. Obviously, once again, it was Rhea Ripley. So who knew this segment would be good too? Like, it didn't overstay its welcome. And it just kept things so simple. But sometimes, that is the secret sauce. So we take the Becky interview, and we take this one, and we smash it together... It is definitely getting it up. We got a recap of The Rock returning last week as everybody freaked out, including Roman Reigns, when we were going to do a Cody Rhodes interview. And I say that because before he could say anything, Shinsuke Nakamura just whooped his ass until the security guards actually did their job and they separated them. Now look, this basically told you Shinsuke won't win later, but he never was going to. Do you think we're going to beat Cody on a random episode of Raw? Of course not. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. 
They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When we also had a tag team title match, I mean, talk about loading up your show. It was also the new champs, Caden Carter and Katana Chance, taking on the old champions, Piper Niven and Chelsea Green. And of course, the latter lost. It wasn't time to change the belts again. So our main focus in 2024 has to be taking these titles and ensuring they mean something again. At the moment, it does feel like we're heading in the right direction. Let's keep everything crossed. And we also told this story that Green was going to get murked super early until Piper Niven got involved. That's probably going to result in them splitting up. Where Carter and Chance, they just kept doing all these crazy combos. Like at one point, Chelsea was on Caden's shoulders, so Katana gave her a hurricanrana from there. I watched it twice. I was like, where the flub did that come from? Piper was also able to hit a senton for a good one-two ooh, but nobody ever believed they were going to win. Although once again, we kind of justified that by saying, look at our new champions, they've got really good teamwork. It worked really well because eventually there was some miscommunication between Piper and Chelsea. So the champions hit the kickstand and they got the one-two-three. So we should light a fire under their ass in 2024. Pretty damn good. Up. Which is when our truth was here and he had edited a lovely video and I'm sorry This was the best comeback of last year and it ain't even close Because it was a really over-the-top video where he even told us on the day he was born He said to the doctor I'm gonna join the judgment day when we had a bunch of hilarious Photoshop pictures and it ended with this like lovey-dovey photo and underneath it said something like love laugh live it was the best thing I've ever seen and our truth is the greatest thing to ever happen to sports entertainment. The Judgment Day were watching this as well. And Damien Priest must have found this quite funny. Although J.D. McDonough lost it. He was like, none of that was true. This is the best segment. For some reason, they were watching this on the oldest TV ever, though. You could have plugged a SCART cable into that thing. Which is when Damien and Rhea Ripley fell out because Priest wants to go after Drew McIntyre. But Rhea's like, no, he's nothing to do with us. And he was like, oh, well, you went and made an enemy of Nia Jax. So I tell you, these two are not long for this world. Do not forget how great the new Finn Balor character is as well, because he was so mad that he lost. He was all like, oh man, I'm going to beat Tommaso Ciampa up so badly, he's going to have to go to a hospital. Local medical facility. The Nightmare kind of shrugged all this off because she can handle it when JD was like, I'm going to go to the ring and beat the Miz. Seriously, I'm giving this an up. Some people are so upset that our truth got injected into this stuff. It is the best thing ever. It's given it oh so much personality. Genuinely. Makes me warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. Goofy wrestling for life. When it turned out that JD McDonough was totally wrong, because he got beaten by The Miz. Our truth also turned up early on, and JD didn't like that at all. Although we did have Dominic Mysterio in his corner, who kept casting distraction. This damn McDonough used it to his advantage. The Miz did fire back by going after his leg, though, and applying the figure four. I was like, what are you doing, Miss? Don't go after his walking device. Go after his head. As we know, it's massive. As soon as the condom did try again, though, our truth was running around outside. So the Miz just booted McDonough. 
He gave him the skull crushing finale. He got the one, two, three. Afterwards, him and R2 celebrated. The crowd went wild. I was like, that's it. I'm convinced it's time to properly reunite the awesome truth. Of course, in the back as well, the Judgment Day were going mad about this because they're going to have to rethink their 2024 New Year plans. I just enjoyed it. It was fun. That magic word that everybody always forgets. Giving it up. Our World Heavyweight Champion was here next. I was like, well, this is interesting. What the hell do we do with Seth Rollins next? And he did speak about WrestleMania. And while he has had so many great moments at the show of shows, he's never walked in as the World Heavyweight Champion. But you bet your ass he's going to do that this year. Because he doesn't plan on losing this beforehand. And he pondered who he could face. And some of the fans that are going CM Punk and Seth without missing a beat went, yeah, right, fat chance. Before that, though, somebody else came to the ring. <laughs> You're not going to believe this. It wasn't Veer. I know Veer likes to come all over Raw. But he did kind of tie in... Because it was Jinder Mahal who's back for another week. What? Now, he went right in on Rollins and said, man, you're nothing but an entertaining clown. And what have you actually done since you've won that championship? Nothing. Because you haven't brought about any real change. And also, you've never offered Jinder Mahal a shot. And why has everybody forgot about Jinder? And I was right. you know what, Mahal? You're right. You are being hindered. Amazingly, Rollins kind of agreed with this, though. He was like, listen, we didn't forget about you by accident. We forgot about you on purpose. Nobody wants to think about you. That's the meanest thing ever. He also admitted that he did respect The Rock until he saw The Rock put his balls in a vice. I was like, man, Seth, you're watching a very different show to me. And of course, as soon as he turned around, Jinder tried to beat him up. He totally failed. And when he was about to be stomped, he scarped out the ring. If you can believe it too, next week it actually is Seth Rollins versus Jinder Mahal. So surely this is going to tie into something with The Rock because Jinder was on social media going, oh, Dwayne, I challenge you. So now I'm starting to think we may actually do Jinder Mahal versus The Rock at the Elimination Chamber. And then, yeah, we get to Roman versus The Rock at WrestleMania. And if that does happen, we are not in Toto anymore, Kansas. I will tell you, though, given that we do have a few weeks before the Rumble, I need some intriguing segments. And this has intrigued the shit out of me. Jinder versus Seth. I didn't have that on my bingo card. So from sure surprise... I am going to give it a nap. We then saw early in the day that the Alpha Academy and Ivar with Valhalla had fallen out. So do you know what we got? Big men slapping man meat. I was a little bit worried because when the Academy came out, Chad Gable wasn't with them. So I hope he is okay. But it was Ivar versus Otis. I'll tell you this, I could watch this every single day of the week and twice on Sunday. It turned out early on that Otis was actually the man meat specialist because he caught Ivar, who had done a springboard crossbody. He gave him the world's strongest slam. This may have been the best thing I ever saw in my life. He also followed it up with the caterpillar elbow, but he only got a one-two ooh. And I was like, well, what the hell are we going to do now? And I tell you, Ivar hit him with a roundhouse kick like he was Bruce Lee when he followed up with the moonsault and he got the three. This is just the most astonishing thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, Ivar even gave him a power bomb at one point, so these two dudes are so damn strong. And I got even more excited because afterwards, Tazawa got in Ivar's face. I will absolutely take a round two when it comes to them. So once again, this was just fun. That's all I need. Just entertain me and be enjoyable. Also, do this again next week, the week after that. Then let's get to 2028 and we'll do it again. Jey Uso then continued to tease that he may be going after the IC title. Because when he was interviewed, he was like, I tell you one of my New Year's resolutions. I want to win a singles championship. Get it. I think it has to be this too as well, because he was interrupted by Bronson Reed, who was like, oh, you've got the same goal as me, do you? And don't forget, a few weeks ago, Bronson was talking to Adam Pearce about the Intercontinental title. So now I really do think we should do this. Jay should be the one to dethrone Gunther. 
I mean, I really do like that idea a lot. We then just got this great video to promote our main event, and it was Cody Rhodes, Shinsuke Nakamura in a street fight. Once again, this was just great. Now, Shinsuke had been doing his research, and he hit the official move of 2024, the chop. But Cody was so offended by that, he kicked the absolute crap out of this guy. And they went even more bonkers, because Shinsuke cut him off with a broom. It was like, one... Where did you get a broom from? And two, who uses a broom? Rhodes escalated that because he got a kendo stick, because of course he did. But all of a sudden, this basically became a game of weapons. Because Cody went and got a table. So Shinsuke went and got nunchucks. So Rhodes got a chair as Nakamura used a damn mist. Now don't forget this is poison mist too, which begs the question, why didn't Cody Rhodes' face melt into dust. Now, to be fair, it's actually the timekeeper we should be worried about because Cody got out of the way and this poor human got it right in the face. This was such a good spot because Cody Rhodes is a good guy and he was like, somebody please help this person. So Shinsuke was like, ah, you forgot about me and he walloped him. Given that it was a chair shot too, Cody was down and this is when Shinsuke Nakamura used a damn table and he put Cody on it and slammed his knee through the damn thing. We only got a one, two, ooh. Given that didn't work, he got another table. So the crowd was going absolutely crazy. But when he went for the Kinsasha and missed, Cody hit the pedigree, he hit the Cody cutter, but he too only got a one, two, ooh. So we were cooking. He then went for the crossroads, but Nakamura turned that into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. And I'll level with you. It kind of did get me just a little bit. Ultimately, though, we did protect Nakamura because he basically cost himself and he set the table up in the corner. And just as he was going to slam Cody through it, he got out of the way. He threw Nakamura into the wood when he hit the crossroads and he got the one, two, three. Now, look, I tell you, don't be all like, oh, man, that doesn't hurt at all being thrown into a table. It happened to me recently at a progress wrestling show. Watch. That really hurt. It also meant the Raw ended with Cody standing tall. He's finally vanquished Shinsuke Nakamura. And just go look at the fans. They were so damn happy. That's the point of wrestling. It also made me scream, finish your story, Cody. That may not actually be happening at WrestleMania 40 now, but everybody calm down. We'll have to let it see how it does play out. But as for now, it's getting an up. And once again, that is yet another Raw that's got all ups and zero downs. And that isn't me saying this is the best Raw ever, but I actually thought it was very, very good. And I found myself invested from start to finish. So as a positive Pete, overall, I'm also giving it an up. I mean, what else? Also, please do click the video on the screen, which is ups and downs for AEW Collision, because as always, all of wrestling deserves to be reviewed, whatever that means. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Leave a comment below and say, Simon, you don't know what you're talking about. And I'll be like, hello, mum and dad. How are you? And I'll see you throughout the week, because I tell you, it's super duper busy. It always is. Let's just enjoy it. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.